Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. That's... Yeah... <laughs> They have asked for that, really. Well, you can laugh. I'm, walk up. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. You don't know what you're talking about. What did you want? I'd like to stay alive for six days. Oh, I'd, like I'd say it to your face, not say it to you now. I will go down to Anfield and we'll see them all week. What you're doing down here, you're showing man. <laughs> As a player, Sam featured in Preston's promotion team and entered club folklore when he lost a sumo wrestling match against Ronnie Hildersley, a slightly built midfield player who began at City on the beach in a post-season lads' holiday in Spain. Apparently in a resting site in a thong and based in suntan lotion, Sam was buried up to his neck in the sand as a forfeit while his teammates played punk rock, which he hated on the team's oversized ghetto blaster. He became so hungry he ate 11 fried eggs in a single sitting when he was released. That story has precisely nothing to do with Sam Allardyce losing his job as England manager. I just read it in Joey Barton's autobiography and thought I might like to share it with you. Hello and welcome to the Irish Times Second Captain's bonus podcast. Hi, well, if I can. Hey there, Owen. Oh, well, this, this might be our last ever time to discuss Big Sam. Maybe, I don't maybe, think is so. This, is this his last day in football? I, oh, in I, the, I really don't think so. In the football headlines? Does it, will he retire to obscurity from, from today on? Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam. You see, we thought we were going to have a lot of fun with it. I'm a bit sad, Ken. I mean, mm. Maybe this is the way Murphy started off here. I, I, I do take his point, though. We thought, at, le- at a minimum, we would have a lot of fun with Sam for yeah. as long as it lasted. A lot of fun. Yeah. We are having a lot of fun, but... It's over. It, but it's over. It's only lasted one game. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It's. <laughs> I feel really sorry for him. <laughs> I do. I do feel sorry for him. You saw him today doing his, uh, his little... Um, he, he, he had to speak to some of the journalists who were waiting at his house... And uh, do we have a clip of that, Sam? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, let's hear what he had to say. Broken man. On reflection, it was a silly thing to do, but um, just to let everybody know, I sort of helped out what was a, somebody I've known for 30 years, and unfortunately it was an error in judgment on my behalf, and uh, I paid the consequences. But, um, you know, entrapment has won on this occasion, and uh, I have to accept that. Um, the agreement was done... Uh, very amicably with the FA, uh, apologise to those and all concerned that was in those un- unfortunate situations I put myself in. So uh, I have a confidentiality agreement, lads, and uh, I took the time to talk to you on this matter. I can't answer any more questions just now. I'm going to go away and reflect on it. <laughs> I've never heard him sound like that. Mm. I've literally, he sounds like a different person. Well, it's. It's a historic disgrace. You know, it's it's like, it's 
Sam Allardyce, the name of Sam Allardyce will reverberate as a joke throughout the, you know, will echo in the eternity of English football as the biggest joke ever. The biggest joke to manage the English football team. Sam Allardyce, that's, that will be his epitaph. That will be the epitaph for his career in the, in the game, which is harsh. Does the punishment fit the crime? <laughs> it's very unfortunate. It's Are like you, there, there yeah. just aren't, aren't really a wide range of punishments. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, uh, you know, either you keep the job or lose it. And, uh, yeah, he, he probably did enough to lose it. Let's go back to when the story broke in, because your initial reaction when you sent it on to me, well, you sent a coffin emoji again. Yes. Which I took to mean... Not, was, that, not, not that the FA were going to t- take care of Sam Allardyce in, 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 in a mafioso sense. but the, metaphorical for metaphorical, his career. His career was, his England career at the minimum was gone. Then I started reading a lot of the English journalists seemed to be reacting the same way. You know, the consensus starts building on something. And the consensus was 50-50. There was a lot of 50-50 headlines the next morning. Mm. And so he's got, like, he's got a 50% chance of hanging on to his job, which I thought seemed optimistic, uh, given how the FA somewhat pompously like to view themselves. It always looked like it was, it was going to be, not even an uphill, it wasn't even a battle, it was just boom, gone. Well, he, I mean, if you break it down, on the basis, why would people say it was 50-50 at that stage? Because when you looked at the um, stuff that he had been caught saying, there wasn't anything in it that was like on its sil- own. a silver bullet. No, there wasn't really. I mean, there was the... You know, obviously, when he when he was talking about the third party, oh, it's not a problem to get around regulations on third party ownership of players. Mm-hmm. He said that, but you know, it wasn't as though he said what you do is, or you, you know, he there was a few. The, the, the suggestion is obviously there that Sam could have explained that, or could have gone into more detail, and in, probably would in given, the upcoming meetings that they were going to be having. Yeah, you know, given given the context, but you know, there was a few things about it. I mean, say for instance, one reaction that I saw quite a lot of was. I can't believe that greedy Sam Allardyce, with his three million pound a year salary, would tr- seek to uh, grub for further money, uh, you know, and and would would talk to these people who were offering him four hundred grand. I thought, really, is is that surprising in any way? Yeah, if you're leaving yourself, if it's if if the money being offered is for something that might leave you open to losing your job, as he has accepted that, that he has on losing the job that's giving you the money in the first place. Well, he's, all, he's obviously lost the job, and I'm sure he wishes he, he hadn't done it. But, you know, in terms of... I don't, I don't necessarily like, see like, that like, as greedy. He, he, if someone wants to give you 400 grand yeah, for, but it, for doing a couple of speeches, I'm pretty sure I could get Bill Clinton over here no, this, for yeah, that. Well, I was going to make that point. If he's being paid 400 grand to do uh, an after-dinner speech, hmm. that's one thing. I don't think people would begrudge him that. I think it becomes... Maybe greedy is... Not strict, strictly the right word, but it probably is, though. Mm. It, 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 I think the point there is, is the need so great for this extra 400 grand? Are you greedy enough for that money that you will potentially put your job at risk for it? But whoever said that need had anything to do with accumulation of money? It's got nothing to do with it. The richest people are the greediest. You know, if you, if you, it's, it's like the more money you have, the, the more... You know, what <laughs> you crave more. It's never enough. I mean, the, the amount of money that was being offered is so staggering. It should have really been a red flag for Allardyce. <laughs> Why are these guys offering me so much? You know, yeah. it's like, how, who gets paid that much to do a speech? He, he mentioned apparently Ferguson, you know, 400 grand or 500 grand or something like this. 
Well, you know, you're talking big league. You're talking big well, league there. I think as well, like, the timing of it as well. I mean, you know, if, if you're in a job a month and people are start offering you, you know, lottery numbers to do speed, maybe it's like, God, should I... Should I ring Roy Hodgson? I mean, is this is this the job? I don't know what the job is. This seems good, though. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're like three years in the job, then I suppose you have some sort of understanding of, you know, your market value. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I'm not entirely sure that Big Sam is the kind of guy to say, are you sure I'm worth that amount of money? Uh, and, you know, I think it'd be more in, his li- more in his line to just be, well, obviously I'm worth that money. Of course I'm worth that money. Yeah, I mean, he, he was going to... He was basically meeting them to to talk about, you know, what they were suggesting, and they, they had approached him through the intermediary of a, an agent that he he knew, Scott McGarvey, and I suppose that when it comes to you from somebody who you know or trust, um, you know, maybe your guard is a little bit lower than than it might otherwise be. I mean, it, it was like, oh, okay, I'll meet them. Sam Allardyce says that he was doing it as a favor to Scott McGarvey because he thought. Scott McGarvey seemed keen to get some kind of link up. You know, obviously there's there's some money here, there's a pool of cash here. You know, an agent obviously wants to sort of insert the old, um, you know, cash sucker into any available pool, any available reservoir of cash. That's what an agent. That's that's an agent's job. Uh, so Sam goes along, has this meeting, in, in, engages in some loose talk. I mean, some of the stuff that he comes out with. I mean, they gave. A lot of prominence to the comments about like Prince Harry and Prince William, you know what I mean? Uh, what was it? Um, his belittling of the attendance record of the Duke of Cambridge, the FA's president, and definitely a fan of the game, will have incensed the Blazers. <laughs> writes Henry Winter. <laughs> writes Henry Winter in the Times. What did he say about them? His remarks about Prince Harry being a naughty, naughty boy were straight from the life of Brian, adding a surreal, even comic touch to Allardyce's downfall. Isn't Prince Harry a guy who dressed up as a Nazi? You know, for I mean, he, he was swimming naked in a casino in Las Vegas, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he is like <laughs> a sw- yeah, was a swimming pool like in a hotel, like the fountain, like the front fountain, wasn't that it? I've, I've, would you believe I've I've forgotten some of the details of that particular tabloid scoop? But well, you know, he he's like um, I, I mean, I don't, I just don't see the problem with any of those <laughs> comments. It's, it's quite reasonable for to hold those opinions. When he talked about Prince William, Prince William apparently didn't come to this event, like the Euro 2020 launch. I don't know, I said, oh, he obviously had a lot busier things on, whatever, you know. Yeah. It wasn't as though he really slammed Prince William. He did say something quite mean about Roy Hodgson. When they they talked about Roy Hodgson, you know, what was the problem with Roy Hodgson? He said, Roy, you know, I think he would have bored the players with tears. Why? And he refers to Hodgson, the fact that Hodgson can't pronounce his oars. Um... Very embarrassing. Yeah. But like, again, that, not exactly. Not a sacking offence, in my opinion. It was, I mean, I, there was a piece in The Guardian yesterday which said that that was, was the worst thing. It was, it was the worst thing that he'd done. You know, it was appalling that he'd done that. Now, you know, it's not nice. But, you know, it's kind of like the sort of thing people say when they're sitting having a couple of drinks. I mean, this is the, this is the setting. You know, it's like it's all happening in a private context. I've never heard Sam Allardyce do that, you know, in, in public. Sort of, it's it's kind of like. Uh, so when you see when you see these sorts of things, I mean, God knows, everybody knows that there are things about that happen, things that they say, things that they say in a private context that they're not too happy if it suddenly gets repeated in a bigger audience. I mean, it's happened to everybody. 
and people could think of far worse things that could have happened. You know what I mean? It's so. Do you have sympathy for him? I do have sympathy for him purely because, like, it's such a, it's like such a downfall. It, you know, from literally he had thought, "I've made it. This is it. I've I've actually just made it at last." Sam Allardyce gets the recognition that he has always deserved. The recognition that would have been his, maybe even earlier in life, had his name been Sam Aldici. Uh But now, here he is. Uh, as the Daily Mail had a headline today, Council House Boy, Undone by Greed. Yeah, can, there's like Council Estate Boy. Like, this is Council Estate Lad. That was what, the, you know, and his pathetic greed. Mm. Because someone offered him 400 grand to fly to Hong Kong a couple of times, and he was like, oh, yeah, well, we want to hear more about that. You know, it's kind of like... I'd, I mean, it would be interesting to see if, if there was any way of doing the experiment, how many people would you know, would would be interested in, in doing that. You know, it wouldn't even necessarily need to be 400 grand. I mean, if you're talking about like a percentage of salary, you know, 15% of your salary to, to do a keynote speaking, keynote speaking, I'm a keynote speaker. Would you meet these people? You don't, you don't know much about them. Would you meet them? Talk about what was it? He says, I have to run anything past the FA. It wasn't like he said... I'm, you know, I'm gonna. Don't worry. I, if the FA mandarins give me any bother, we'll I'll take you care know, of it. Why didn't I'll, he f- I'll put him back in their box. Why didn't he fight the F- FA in this then? If you feel that there's a case for him not to have lost his job over this, it seemed like he walked away fairly. According to the FA, the way they make it out, it was very, a very amicable conversation in which Sam accepted that he had done wrong, and they shook on it and agreed that together that he couldn't manage a team anymore as opposed to him being sacked because i don't i don't think sam felt entitled to the job uh i think there's a bit of imposter syndrome going on i mean remember what happened in his one game he's like oh wayne rooney's got a lot more experience than me you know i don't think he felt i think he kind of felt lucky to have the job in a, in a way i mean not he obviously was also complacent you know it wasn't as though he was thinking when the when this sort of offer arrived which, which he obviously never dreamed would become uh, you know, a public issue. Maybe he should have been thinking at that point, who, you know, do I need greater standards of probity here? Is Do I have to do the Caesar's wife here? You know, uh, I, it's not just about being clean, it's about being seen to be clean. You know, it's kind of like... Um, <sighs> so it goes back to his council estate upbringing by the sounds of things, Ken. Council, council estate Council lad. estate lad, Sam Allardyce. Um, but you know, when when this say say if the FA had decided, well, Sam, this is this is bad. You've you've embarrassed us. On the other hand, when they did the, the one time when the subject of corruption was sort of openly broached, you picked up a napkin, held it to your <laughs> face, and said, "Oh no, you can't say that around me, you silly boy, stupid you, man, you stupid man, you stupid idiot." Man. Have that conversation while I'm gone. And you know, he said you can't, you can't do this. Like the one time that it sort of came up in a in a naked way, Sam Allardyce was like, "No, no, 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 you know, we can't." Please, Jesus, you know, um, you know. And, and looking through the rest of the stuff, there is no one. Okay, the Roy Hodgson thing is is pretty embarrassing for you. Prince William shows his bottom. Uh, <laughs> you know, Harry can uh, Prince Harry, oh, Prince Harry, of course. Jesus. Prince William's the guy who doesn't turn up to stuff. Yeah. Uh, Prince Harry shows his bottom and is an, and is a naughty boy again. Fair comment. <laughs> the Wembley thing. He slagged off the Wembley. Uh, uh, Wembley thing. Said the FA spent too much money on this. He also had a had a go at Her Majesty's revenue, the most corrupt business in the country at any time. So it's a kind of accretion of all these things. I think as well though that it has to be seen 
Con- context is provided by two things. First of all, the, the stories in the paper today where there are apparently eight Premier League managers accused of taking bungs in the Daily, in the Daily Telegraph. And that's an FA problem, not just from a PR point of view, but also they're the people governing the game. So how could they stand over their most high-profile employee and also be seen to investigate this you know, this latest scandal with any degree of rigour whatsoever. Yeah. Like, that's context number one. And then context number two is the Panorama investigation in September 2006, which, they, which accused Allardyce and... Had they not heard about that? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, but that's it. I mean, I th- they, they made a decision with that information in hand. They knew who they were appointing. They, they, they knew this. You know what but I mean? The cloud they, of suspicion was... I mean, Harry Redknapp didn't get the English job. They gave the job to Roy Hodgson because Harry Redknapp had uh, had an account in Monaco in the name of his dog. You know, it was like, Harry, this just doesn't look good. You're, I mean, to be fair, the Tottenham team that Harry Redknapp had had put together was quite good, quite quite exciting football. Uh, he's got a, you know, a fairly fluent sort of pitter patter. I'd say more so than Roy Hodgson, more of a players manager than than Roy Hodgson. But and and would have been a more popular choice, but they didn't give it to him because they felt mm, we just we just can't be sure that this won't end up being embarrassing for us. They appointed Sam Allardyce, having known about these things that had happened in the past, the BBC making allegations about him and his son, threatening to sue the BBC, boycotting the BBC, not suing the BBC, ending his boycott of the BBC. So they kind of seemed to it seemed to be okay for them then. It wasn't as though Sam Allardyce had always had been like the wider-than-white manager. He hadn't been. You know, the opposite of that. Um, but they appointed him anyway. But now suddenly it's it's like this reminder comes and it's like, well, we could keep him on. We could say, this doesn't really have anything to do with his role. Sam Allardyce is the coach. We think he's doing a good job. We still think he's the best-equipped man. But that would have meant the heat would come on them. You know, that would have meant they would be they would suddenly be the ones. This way it's Sam Allardyce. He's the one who's who's the joke. He is the disgrace the council estate boy who just couldn't keep his snout out of the trough. They're, Isn't it disgusting? They are walking themselves up uh, an alley here, I'll say that, in that the next person they appoint has to... Be, they're running out of... They, they need an English manager, apparently. I'm not sure why that is, but they decided that. You know, This, this seems to have been the common... The, the consensus come to, even after Hodgson didn't work out, we need another English manager. Um, who... Now they need this English manager to be whiter than white. Oh, yeah. They need it to be somebody who... I don't know what sort of due diligence they do on their employees. Well, uh, I think the England manager needs to publish uh, his tax... 20 years of tax return. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think yeah. he needs to publish his tax return. And his private emails. And his emails. Yeah. Are they emails, using private return. email server? Yeah. You know, this this stuff needs... Fab.allardice at fa.com. Or and it basically <laughs> should be just a public account, you know, that everybody, yeah, exactly. everybody can log into at any time from anywhere in the world and just check to see what his correspondence is. The, that, that's kind of the level of transparency we're looking for. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting when the you, you could have a debate over whether the Daily Telegraph are justified in, in employing these tactics. I think they are. You know, I think there's definitely a public interest there. I mean, it's a it's a it's a dirty it's a dirty trick in in some ways. You know, you you're luring, they wouldn't luring him it. into a sense of confidence, plying <laughs> him with booze, entrapment, and filming entrapment. Alanis called it there, didn't he? Ah, uh, yeah, and I mean, it kind of is. You know, it's it's like dangling a juicy morsel. You know, if the juicy morsel wasn't there, would he have done it? Well, I suppose what they've done is proved that he's the kind of guy who, who would. They've had their suspicions, presumably, well, since 
to Panorama. I mean, they, they wouldn't have done it to, they wouldn't have done it to, to any manager. Yeah, I mean Neil Neil Ashton has got a piece um, hammering Allardyce um, in the Sun today, where he he talks about, you know, uh, thank he, you, Mihal Smith, for sending it into us on Twitter. By the way, he talks about the complicity of the media in protecting this man who, and 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 you know, if you can go and read the article. Um, talks about Aldous drinking, you know, drinking the wine enthusiastically at a lunch before the Community Shield. There was a lot of England players in the field. Was Sam Aldous really in a fit state to assess their performance after guzzling all the red wine? You know, his 3 a.m. The 3 a.m. ends the nights out with Sam. Um, he refers to an incident where the FA told the journalist, you know, this is all off the record. Sam, the suggestion is, had made some kind of sexist comment. <laughs> and then an, an FA employee flunky gives him another bottle of Peroni, you know, this kind of stuff. Uh, and he's saying the media are are, are um, implicit, com- complicit, because they protected, they, they hid this side of Sam. Did they, was that side of Sam really hidden? I'm not sure. <laughs> it seems as though he kind of had a reputation for being that type of... A guy who liked the night out. I mean, you you are aware of the Twitter account, The Big Sam. Yeah. Uh, which, which hasn't been so active in, in recent times. Uh... But like the character in that was a sort of, a, let's say, an exaggerated version of an idea of Big Sam that, that was out there. You know, if, if it ever worked, if people ever found it funny, it was because it was just a slightly exaggerated version of what they felt Big Sam was. Most was of what like. you're talking about there, though, for, based on you paraphrasing from the Ashen piece, just sounds like a guy who likes a drink and likes a night out. Exactly. Um, Can he not manage the English team? Well, look, you can't. You know, you, 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 no, not anymore. You can't have you can't go out until three in the morning if you want to be in the No, not anymore. It's it's different now. Uh, I mean, Sam Allardyce was talking about the the money coming into the game. There's so much money in football now that like you're getting a a sort of you know the the these standards are going to be enforced more tightly than they were. It's not like a bunch of lads all having a a great time. You know, it's there's, there's like uh, so much money involved that you're starting to get an increasing kind of corporatization and people calling out. Bad behavior because of the no, but it is is being is dancing away, being out looking like a you know, looking like a man who's out at three in the morning. Bad behavior. Yeah, it's you know, forget it. Dancing is is the devil's work anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're going to be strict about it, you know, if you're dancing, are you working? If you're dancing and drinking, are you working? Are you being the best England manager you could be? Are you? What, what? about the following day on? Will you be the best England manager you can be the following day as well? If you're there, uh, with a, it's a part-time job. I, mean, that, I would have thought that. If you're a, if you're holding one of those buckets of, of coffee, a paper bucket of coffee, and you're kind of clutching at your forehead, uh, you know, the next the next morning, and you're having a meeting at, at St George's Park or you know their, their training centre, are you being the best England manager you can be? Sorry, there's no there's no scope for that anymore. But you know, the, I think Allardyce could have, you know, when when this offer came up. When when it was put to him, oh, you know, these guys want to meet. It's about some, you know, meet and greet stuff. Uh, they've got some money. It wasn't as though he had to had to sort of cross some kind of Rubicon in terms of, well, this is a bit this is unusual territory for England managers. You know, England managers haven't been involved in this. England managers had all been doing these like earners. You know, it's Fabio Capello and his yeah. He was supposed to rate his own players. <laughs> you know, like, if you write your own players in the World Cup, you know that that was what he did. Sven Joran Eriksson, he was he was also involved in a sting. You know, the fake shake turned out Sven was interested in yachts and money. You know, like 
<laughs> who could have thought? Hold the front page. Yeah, yeah, they were going through all the England managers who had lost their jobs for non-footballing reason uh, reasons on that Five Live podcast yeah. that I mentioned earlier, and quite a lot. Yeah, yeah right. quite quite a few. I'm, I'm, Don't forget Glenn Hoddle. Most of the Glenn Hoddle, I, who who told Matt Dickinson that he felt karmic, you know, people who had disabilities were paying for the sins of a past life. I mean, he... Don yeah. Revy had been caught up in some, Don Revy, some bad stuff. Don Revy was not doing well in a job, then went to take a job in the Middle East. Was he the manager of the United Arab Emirates or, or Kuwait or, or a country in the Gulf that were offering him a stupendous sum of money? And he quit the England job for that. And that was considered to be a national disgrace. It was at least his decision to do it. He was like, well, I mean, obviously the England manager is the, the greatest honour I could... I could have. On the other hand, have you seen the amount of money they're offering me? <laughs> Jesus, you know. So, so that was he was he was. Uh, I suppose he 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 was a bit greedy. I mean, you could certainly say that's a greedy thing. That's a greedy thing to do to to choose money over honor. Uh, and you could criticize him on that basis. Maybe you'd be being a bit sanctimonious. I don't know. I don't know what his financial situation was at the time. Maybe he needed the money. You know this idea that the football. It, there, there's all this corruption now because there's so much money in it because of, because of agents. You know, it's all because of, if agents didn't exist, all this would be fine. You know, if we were living back in the late 1980s, this would all be this would all be a okay. Which leads to the question as to why did managers feel like they needed to take bungs back then? You know, Cluffy likes a bung, yeah. as uh, as was said in in court. Actually, I think I have this in front of me here. This is back in the. The Alan Sugar versus Terry Venables case back in the early 90s. Um, in a sworn statement, Sugar claimed that Venables had told him that Brian Clough, the forest manager at the time of Teddy Sheringham's move last August, likes a bung. Uh, you know, so th- this this was stuff that's been going on for years and rumours about lots of managers back at, earlier than that in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know, it seems like it's human nature more that, that, that leads to this happening. And back then, maybe there was a blind eye turned to it because you kind of thought, well, you know, they're not getting paid very much, yeah. so they probably deserve a bit extra on the side. And now they're getting paid way too much, and they still take some more on the side. Yeah, it's like you you want to you want to wet your beak, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, it's a, it almost seems as though you well, if you if you don't, you're the only one getting screwed. I mean, that's how people justify corrupt behavior to themselves. You know, everyone else is doing it. You know, that's that's kind of the basis. You have to sort of adopt that way of looking at it if you're going to be corrupt. It's like, well, come on, you know, I'm not the only one doing it. Everyone's doing this. This is, this is how it's done. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing it just so I can get to the level yeah. of everyone else. It's like doping just, or yeah, any of these yeah. types of, of things. Um, you know, I don't think this is quite as much, you know, brown paper bags of cash these days. There, there's more sophisticated. I mean, Sam is outlining something. Well, if you own the agent as well, you're, you're on a 5% of the agent's fee. That's quite a lot of money for two hours' work. You know what I mean? If the contract's worth 30 or 40 million and you're getting 5% or 10%, then what's that, 200,000? Decent money. Mm. You know, you'd fly to Hong Kong for that. My point is that the ridiculous amounts of money that are in the game at the moment isn't specifically what's causing managers to engage in no. these activities. No, this, I mean, this, the lack this, of money was the reason why, then, yeah. and the vast sums of money are now the reason why uh, yeah. people are engaged in... Uh, shady dealings. Yeah, I mean, in, in the incentive is less in one way because the managers are earning more money, but then the incentive is more because you can make D- more yeah. money from any particular deal. I mean, previously it's limited to how much cash can you actually fit in a brown paper bag. Now, not that much, really, when you look at some of the sums. And, you know, could, you fit, could you fit four million pounds in a, in a, in a paper Envelope. bag? You know, I don't know. I mean, it's... A4, maybe. I just think that... I just do still have sympathy for... No, I'm, yeah, I'm interested. You're, you're really like you're, that. Like, you're defending him to the hilt here. Ima- well, Ima- just imagine, just continue, consider his career in sort of the, the big picture. You know, he's been trying, he's been kind of toiling his way up just as he gets there. 
he he gets booted out again in the most disgraceful way. Like, no, he, he will have no one really defending him because to defend Sam Allardyce is to defend, is to defend you know, shadiness, venality. Why would anyone do that? Why would anyone go to bat for this? It's just like, yes, yeah, I'm sorry, you... You really did it this time, Sam. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, but it is. It, he, it's, you've got no, you've got no press. But like to, to get to get there, to think that I'm finally in, I'm finally part of the club, and then now, Sam, you're still council estate boy, undone by insatiable greed. You disgust me, Sam. Yeah, and there's also a kind of an element of if he was a slightly better football manager, you know, maybe they might be able to just look past this. The the the, the idea remains that at root he was probably pretty lucky to get that job I mean yeah. it's not like there were a load of highly qualified candidates uh, knocking down the door for this job there's, there's as a no result good. who cares basically yeah. you know it's you know we hire Sam Allardyce we hire someone else you know who like what's what difference is it actually going to make so good luck there are very few um, coaches and English football doesn't produce coaches you know the, the, it's the the wider than white FA uh has is, is is inept at producing, you know, skilled professionals to do this job. You know, they 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 don't do it. I mean, who are the? There are no English managers. English manager. English Eddie manager Howe, has never, is, has never the, won the Premier League. This is Henry Winter's pet pro, pet project at the moment to get Eddie Howe the England job. For instance, yeah, as he says, Henry Winter says Howe is ambitious and would bring some real energy and new ideas to the job. He has shown he can work with bigger name players with his clever use of Jack Wilshire. Bournemouth. <laughs> it would be a huge, daunting assignment, but there would be widespread support for Howe outside of Bournemouth, where there would be widespread mourning, still mixed with a touch of pride. That doesn't really describe the. the <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, there's a lot to there's a lot to pick through there. He can handle big players because he's had two Jack games Wilshire. with Jack Wilshire this season so far. Yeah. Um, right. I mean. Yeah, the, 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 I don't know what Sunderland. Certainly, a touch of pride is not the feeling in Sunderland, who are who are dropping like a stone into the championship uh, after England poached Sam Allardyce. Now they've got David Moyes. They've lost nearly all their matches. Listen, it, husband runs off with secretary. Husband decides. <laughs> secretary, maybe more to the point, decides husband isn't really all that it was cracked up to be. Husband returns to, you know, to wife. Well, this David Moyes. David Moyes is going to get the sack in what three or four weeks anyway. So could you why go, not? Could you go back? I'll though? take you back, Sam. Warts and all. Could you go back? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Just it's too sympathetic for Sam Allardyce. I mean, he's he's on his way to his villa in Spain. He, he's he's a wealthy man. You know, it's not as though he's he's now in a life of hardship where he's ruined or you know he's like Oscar Wilde. You know, like this ha- having to. You know, he go on hard labor and then escape. You know, ba- exile from the country. It's not like that, but there is. There, is, people will be laughing at him for the rest of his life. You know, wherever he goes into a restaurant, people will be like, <laughs> you know, that's that's the that's the price of this. I mean, I saw David Bernstein, the former um, head of the FA, talking about this, and he was just uh, he was very well. You know, I think he he sounded as though he was more annoyed by the Roy Hodgson thing. Than anything else, he obviously was a, was a friend of Roy Hodgson. He felt that was that was low uh, by Sam Allardyce. But you know, he's saying, I, "I hope he doesn't get a payoff." You know, I don't think I don't think sixty seven days work justifies a payoff, which is fair enough. But what about the lifetime of humiliation? What about becoming a joke? You know, for the for for the rest of time. How much would you accept for that? The FA were prepared to overlook this when it happened ten years ago, but you know, 
how much how much would I say he he should get? No, how much would you have to accept to for to live a lifetime? As a joke figure. It depends. Do I figure. do I start with the amount of money Sam Allardyce already has, or is this going to be my one big earner? No, this is your, this is now at the financial level. You're I don't think I. I mean, I saw someone in the Financial Times um, saying recently that uh, apparently for to be rich, you start getting comfortable around the sixteen million pound mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so that's your minimum. That's that's, a, that's apparently that's where you need to be. Firmly rooted in reality, uh, article there, Eddie. Yeah, that's good. If if you wanna if you wanna actually feel rich, as though you really don't have to worry too much more about money, you can think about other things. Sixteen million is a kind of a good base. Right. So I, I would say sixteen you million 16 sterling. Million well, I'm not sterling. sterling. You know, some sterling, some euros, some gold, and I would take <laughs> I would take that and I would buy a villa. And I would go off to that place, and and I I, I try to, to try to disconnect, you know, go off grid. Did you guys stay up and watch Clinton v Trump in the end? I did indeed. Yeah, oh, I yeah. did indeed. On well, what do you think? Well, I I felt I kind of had to really. Mm. I mean, it's probably the television event of the year anyway. of the millennium thus far, yeah. isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, did they get a final rating? Did you eighty four million. Eighty four. That doesn't count online streams, and you'd have to you'd have to think oh, there are quite a, lot, a few. A lot watching online, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was anticlimactic, really, um, because it wasn't a debate. It was just it was just um, a smart person being shouted at by a less smart person. Largely, but you know, not even. I mean, Trump just obviously he doesn't know anything, and he didn't want to learn anything because that would encumber his. He would kind of be like juggling too many balls. You know? We have to win more. Yeah. But I thought that, the, uh, and he's got a really tiny attention span, so he can't even concentrate for the length of his own one sentence. answer. Exactly, yeah, yeah. he can't. He can't concentrate on what she's saying. He has no idea what she's talking about, uh, and it goes on for ninety minutes. And it's just be. I mean, in my opinion, it was was uh, humiliating for him. But of course, it doesn't matter. I suppose to the kind of person who would support him in the first place. I mean, there were, I saw that they had some neo Nazi on uh, on CNN saying. Well, of course, Hillary Clinton was better. She spent the last two weeks preparing, <laughs> you know, whereas he's been meeting voters. And you're like, well, you can't do that. Like, you can't just sort of interpret every weakness as a strength and every every strength of the opponent as a as a weakness. I mean, that's what's happening here. There's just a total blatant disregard for honesty, for rationality, for the idea of, like, an objective reality. Um, I don't, I mean, I was a bit more worried about him before the debate, actually, because I think that when people see that, I, I, I feel he had a real problem, a real problem, and he wasn't able to actually handle the nature of that situation, an adversarial situation where it's me against you and there can only be one winner because his instinct and his whole life and his whole campaign is based on his legendary deal-making ability. So his, the way that he wants to handle a situation like that is as a negotiation, which ends in a... Agreements. Always, always be prepared to walk away. Only, unfortunately, all you of the networks have put, put aside ninety minutes for this de- for this debate. So you're going to actually have to stay there and talk. And you have to make, and you can't make a deal. You know, he he wants to sort of bluster, threaten. You know, uh, sort of uh, harangue uh, the other person, then sort of charm them, reflect them back at themselves, and ultimately meet in the middle. The middle, preferably as far you know towards himself as is, as is possible to get, you know. But like to shake on a on a contract, break out some cigars or whatever. <laughs> that's what he. That's kind of how he's programmed to deal with these situations. He couldn't do it, and that. So instead, it was like you know the dream where you where you haven't done any work for your exam, except the exam is 
real and it's happening with eighty four million people watching yeah. on TV. You're wondering, is he will he step away from this lectern and he's not wearing anything? Um, yeah. he's not, he's no trousers. <laughs> no boxer shorts, full, no yeah. trousers, just to just sort of pulling down his his shirt to try and hide his mm. genitals. There were times even during his interjections when you could see him leaning towards a microphone and I'm I'm not even sure he knew you know, you shouldn't really be interjecting in that kind of a debate anyway. The wrong. point is you let the rest... Yeah, okay, so there's sometimes at least he was definitive. He was like, wrong, 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 you know. But there were other times he was leaning down and you could, you were kind of looking at the cogs working and I'm not even sure if he knew why he was interjecting. He just no. couldn't not. It's and like the, the he, lawyer in a yeah. courtroom drama that stands up and says, objection. You know, for no, for no reason other yeah. than just to say, I don't like what you're saying. There was one I object to the fact that you're insulting I, me. I think it was when she was pointing out that he hadn't paid his federal taxes, you know. Mm. And he starts leaning down and he's kind of, eventually he comes out with, that's a good thing. Yeah, it makes me smart. That makes me smart. That was it. Sorry, that makes that makes me smart. He's bragging about <laughs> And he's delighted about. with himself as, he, as he's going back off, to, uh, as he's leaning back. He's off, boasting off about how much money he, he makes, then bragging like $640 million or something he claims to have made bragging about them not paying tax, bragging about not paying people who work for him. I mean, these are all like disqualifying Dead. things. You know, because it was quite Kennedy, a long lead up. Yeah. It was only on at two o'clock. So I was looking back at some of the, some old debates, you know, say from Kennedy, uh, Nixon, uh, Reagan, Carter, these kind of areas. It's amazing the stuff they talk about. They talk about things like, you know, teachers pay. You know what I mean? And they're kind of agreeing. They, 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 some of them don't want the federal government to be in charge of, you know, education. They want the money channeled in a different... You know, these are the kind of stuff they're talking about. The idea that they could have said any of the stuff that he says is just... You know, it's it's just obviously unthinkable, but... Um, Clinton did well. I thought she did quite well. I mean... Quite, quite well. Yeah, I, I thought so. I mean, the worst thing that could have happened to her would be if she'd coughed. Yeah. And she didn't. And he did loads of... Sniffling, <laughs> yeah. As as we were talking about uh, the <laughs> the level of discourse in America has fallen so far, but I mean, he was sniffling, so he's obviously you know yeah. either dying or Howard Dean just drugs. casually tweets. Yeah. Is he a coke user? <laughs> <laughs> can you say that? Well, I suppose coke user? In, question mark. In America, I think you can say yeah. quite loud. But you know, all the polls then on the online polls showing that he won. He tweeted like this thing that he put put together by his Nazi supporters, and literally they had. Just gone around, they had like linked to all the polls and got the guys, you know, everyone, guys, we will need to go and vote on this. And, you know, you got all these polls saying he'd won 55 45, like Ronnie O'Brien being the time man of the year or whatever. That's exactly what that means. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't uh, shrill and she didn't lose her cool. And maybe he's not as rich as he says he is. I mean, he's obviously, obviously not. not. <laughs> he's clearly I mean, not. Anyone who could believe that he is is. I mean, but, the, the, but the, like I would say that the, like the things that it, it comes down to preparedness, I suppose. But the things that Hillary Clinton said to herself in like the final seconds before she went out, she stuck to those. Yeah. And like whatever was going on in Trump's head, like I nothing. Don't know. There's but nothing we'll, going on. Yeah, but we'll say in Trump's advisor's head then. Yeah. Well, as long as he doesn't appear too thin-skinned about maybe not being as rich as you know <laughs> he says he is. Or maybe this birthday thing. Maybe he can just handle it. Maybe he should apologize for one thing and make him seem like a human being. Like, he didn't do any of that. No. There was that one part of the smart play for Donald Trump tonight yeah. is. Yeah. He didn't do one of those. Well, he, well he, put, he, he, he did try to attack her on the emails and tried to bring up the idea that she had questioned o- then he, o- Obama's uh, birthplace as well. But th- He lost co- concentration yeah, failed, over the emails. Yeah, failed, <laughs> failed to stick with it either through his own answers or just allowed the... the conversation to be moved on. Then he offered to trade uh, his own tax returns for the 
emails. Yes. Like this was like like the the bargaining thing, the, the deal making thing. Okay, you know, you want my uh, tax returns? Well, I want your emails. So what he's implicitly doing then is saying that his tax return contains a scandal as big as <laughs> what he's claiming is yeah. contained in there. You know, it's, it was just like it was it was mind boggling. You know, I'd, but the, the big question, of course, is whether it actually changes anyone's mind, and that's the. I mean. The fact that there could be an undecided voter in this, and I don't mean this in a Hillary Clinton is the only person you could possibly vote. That's what I think. But I mean, that's, you know, that's maybe beside the point. The fact that there could be an undecided voter that you haven't seen enough of either of these two candidates is so crazy and bizarre to me. Mm. I mean, I, 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 what more do you want? I mean, a reality TV show starring both of them, maybe? I, I, I don't know. Like a kind of... Uh, a HBO week before a big boxing match. Yeah. You get to see the two of them in training the week before election day or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else you could possibly want to see or hear from either of these two candidates. But if, you know, if she wins 2% of those, then she's probably won the election. But okay. We ended up talking about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, but we mostly talked about Big Sam. You asked for a, a special Big Sam bonus podcast. And there you have it. Tomorrow we will cover what's been going on in the Champions League so far. Leicester's unstoppable march to oh, Champions yeah. League victory. Yeah, we'll get on to that tomorrow. We'll get stuck into the Ryder Cup, which we touched on a Monday show, and there's an All-Ireland Football Final replay to look forward to as well. So that's going on in the next day or two. Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Owen. Thanks, Murph. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Kenny. So Thanks, long, Ken. Big Sam. So. Which one is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.